Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Saludos, Ben. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Thank you all so much for listening. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to give an update on the raid of Mar-a-Lago. There's a lot of pontification happening. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lies, a lot of misinformation, Ooh. but we're going to let you know what we know at this point. Also, Facebook, you can't trust them. It's full of snitches. <laughs> we're going to have a conversation about what's going on with Meta. But before we get to all that, plus some election news, men. What does it mean to be a man? I don't know. In this era where masculinity has been tarnished and branded by people like Josh Hawley. Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Tucker Carlson. Yeah. These people who tell you what being a man is never compromise and always wear a tie. Okay. Or a bow tie. Macho man. That's amazing. Macho man Randy Savage. This clip has been going around the internet. And I find it to be powerful in this era where people hide behind faceless tweets as they say, I'm yelling at you because that's my masculine right. There's been a strong push from the right to claim what being a man is. Mm. Right. And I think there's only one person to tell us what being a man actually is. <laughs> and that's Macho Man Randy Savage himself. There you go. Man is in his name. And he's Macho. Oh. <laughs> and you think this is a character, but from my understanding, this is literally how he acted, how he sounded. Macho Man was a bit intense. Hmm. Strong. Hmm. He had a beautiful wife, Elizabeth. Hmm. But he also was sensitive. Oh. And isn't that important to be well-rounded? Yes. So let's play Macho Man on Arsenio Hall. Arsenio, one of the best to ever do it. And my God, that finger he has on his hand, it's almost as big as Tommy Lee's dong, (laughs) which he posted on Instagram today and is now in our Top Hat group chat. It made it. So it made it. (laughs) I heart reacted it. Uh, I know. Folks, there are salacious texts between the uh, hosts of Top Hat. (laughs) Did Tommy Lee know that they were going to send this? Folks. (laughs) All right, let's play Macho Man Randy Savage giving advice we can all take. Okay, your middle name is Macho. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you ever cry. Has Macho Man ever Mm -hmm. cried? What a great question. Really? Uh Uh-huh. It's okay for macho men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried Mm -hmm. a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more. But... Mm -hmm. I've soared with the eagles, and I've slithered with the snakes, and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees, yeah. And 
Mm-hmm. I understand this. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. And you're a macho maniac. Dig it. Wow. Get nice. knocked down, get back up again. And indeed, those are words we can all live by mm-hmm. in this time period where everyone feels like they're getting pummeled to death. It's time for us to stand up and stand up for our civil liberties and our rights. Mm-hmm. Love it. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with Herschel Walker. Now, Donald Trump, to be honest, it's been a week, but it's almost been two different emotional weeks for Donald. Sure. Because we can't mince words here. Quite frankly, the primaries have been going in his favor for the most part. A lot. A lot of the Trump-backed candidates have managed to win. Now, right. as we've talked about, they're not just Trump-backed. They're also DCCC-backed <laughs> right. uh, because they think, the Democrats, that is, they think they have a better chance of winning if they go against Trump Republicans because apparently they've learned nothing about the constituents that they are pretending to care about. Herschel Walker, absolutely flawed human being, from head to toe. Yes, fantastic football player. There's no denying that. Obviously, the name recognition, it soars through the roof. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Herschel Walker is. But now in Georgia, we're really beginning to see who he was off screen. Mm. Much like O.J. Simpson being given a pass because he was such a great athlete, despite the fact that we had tape after tape after tape of Nicole Brown Simpson being like, hey, cops, can you please come over here? This man's trying to kill me. Right. But you let it go because he can play football. But now Herschel Walker is off the gridiron and he's in a different kind of competition that really doesn't care if you got strong thighs and can catch a football. (laughs) This is about leadership, and this is about what kind of men, in this case, do we want to represent us? Hmm. And is Herschel Walker that kind of fellow? Let's play this ad. This is from an ex-wife of his, and it's a powerful ad, and uh, we're just going to play it. Hmm. Do you think you know Herschel Walker? Well, think again. Listen to what his ex-wife had to say about him. His eyes would become very evil. The guns and knives. I got into a few choking things with him. The first time he held the gun to my head, he held the gun to my temple and said, he was going to blow my brains out. So obviously that is a damning ad for Herschel Walker in Georgia. Again, hero on the gridiron, but perhaps not the person you want sitting in Washington, D.C. representing you. Hmm. As I mentioned, when it comes to the elections that happened or the primaries that occurred this week, Donald Trump, again, a tale of two very emotional moments for him. (laughs) We talked about Secretary of State on the last episode. How important that position is. That's, of course, referring to Finchman in Arizona. Mm-hmm. There's another gal in Minnesota. Her Uh-oh. name is Kim Crockett. Oh, boy. Now, Kim Crockett referred to the 2020 election as, quote, a coup. Uh, she is an election denier. She believes in conspiracy theories that are on par with anyone who believes in Q, Pizzagate, mm. this, that, and the other. She's bonkers, to say the least. Hmm. She has won the primary in a 64 to 36 percent vote, where now she is possibly going to become Minnesota's secretary of state. Now, why does this matter? Again, it's the local elections. It's the small elections. Mm -hmm. It's the elections that go under the radar. 
And the people that fill those positions from said elections have a lot of freaking power. Yeah, and Minnesota is a swing state still. Mm. Yes, it is. They can have Republicans. They can have well, much Democrats. like the Minnesota Vikings, they are a purple state, and mm. they are <laughs> douchebags. I'm just joking. People in Minnesota, I like you. I just can't defend the Vikings. Uh, well, that's totally fair. Um, and, of course, similar to one of their greatest artists, Prince, mm-hmm. their reign is very purple there. It kind of did it what is. you did, but you Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> So there's been some other candidates that have been able to win. Again, uh, Nevada's Jim Marchant, Michigan's Christina Caromo, and Arizona's Mark Finchman have left little doubt about their motivation for pursuing Secretary of State roles. They want to, quote, wield the power that the Secretary of State has to exert influence over future contests. Yikes. What does this mean going forward for Team Trump again on the heels of Mar-a-Lago, the raid, the January 6th committee, which is still going on and on and on? Is it working? I don't know. I personally am compelled to believe that he aided and abetted a crime Mm, because he seemed to be very happy with the insurrection (laughs) that occurred. However, in a recent poll, mm-hmm. around 40% of Americans think he's guilty, which means 60% think he's not. Yikes. And Crazy. apparently that number is going down the longer the committee goes on. So again, maybe the Democrats are right. Maybe they should just start supporting Donald Trump. <laughs> because oh. it seems as if no one wants to be friends with them. Right. And of course, I mean, we're going to get to this as well. But Liz Cheney, obviously the most notable Republican leading the January 6th committee, um, she's also in trouble in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's going to get destroyed. She's down 20 points. She's going to have to rely on Wyoming Democrats, which is unfortunately only, I think they're about 30% of Wyoming. I can't imagine they're there. the strongest voting block. No, not in Wyoming. No, but she's going to need them to step up and support her um, in some way or another, whether again, whether they switch over and vote in the Republican primary or if they just support her in November, she's going to need them. Bam. She will. And I don't think that they're going to, because at the end of the day, again, Liz Cheney, a broken clock is right, as you know, six times a day. (laughs) But I will say truthfully to twice, you know, every now and again, right? right? They say twice a day. Right. Yeah. Even a broken clock. But six, so six so, times. Oh, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> so Liz Cheney, congratulations. You're standing up for the Constitution. We all right. saw what happened on January 6th. And in my opinion, again, it's like the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But in this context that we live in now, congratulations. Hey, that's exactly what I'm going to say. Because uh, even now. Doesn't mean she's a good freaking person. But she's just, at least she's sticking to the Constitution. At least she's right. loving America. Right. At you least know. she's not saying the 2020 election was stolen, like a bunch of these folks who are winning these crucial Secretary of State. Well, but you're not wrong, Ben. You're, you're not wrong. It doesn't, doesn't fix everything she's ever done. It doesn't make up for anything she's ever done. But going forward, you, I have to consider, hey, she did the right thing when it counted. Maybe? Right. It's just I just hate her father so much. <laughs> yeah, it's just this. very difficult for me to look past the last name Cheney. But yeah, because but I know. I know. No, no. I mean, the uh, our You're right. Our years of college were dominated by the Bush Cheney mm-hmm. years. Maybe some of the Gen Z folks don't remember these years. But uh, Liz Cheney did put out an ad with her father endorsing her. And yeah. if I were a Democrat voting Wyoming, that'd be be a good reminder for me to be like, oh, fuck that bitch. Where she comes That's from. Right. <laughs> right. Because, again, her father is a war criminal, one of the youngest, actually, I believe the youngest chief of staff of all time. Absolutely, for Gerald Ford back in the 70s. When people mention the deep state, he is it. Yeah, he's <laughs> you want to look at a career politician. Yes. Every position, career politician. 
and someone who caused immense amount of global damage. Oh, they yeah. didn't just hurt America. They hurt the world. And Dick Cheney should never be forgiven for that. But just quickly going back to Crockett here again out of Minnesota, mm. uh, Kim Crockett. She is part of the America First Secretary of State Coalition. Oh, so I see. They're organized. Is, absolutely organized. Mm. Absolutely right. organized. So That's for everyone terrifying. who says, oh, they're crazy. Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're crazy. And yeah, their policies are nuts. And what they right. say is crazy. One right. of the areas where they're not is where they get organized. They coalesce around one another. They support one another. They get funding. They get funding. And it's dangerous for mm-hmm. that reason. So the America First Secretary of State Coalition, it's a group of election deniers, including Margent, Coromo, and Fincham, and also Pennsylvania GOP gubernatorial nominee, Doug Mastriano. So they are looking for real positions of absolute power. Yes. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. And they're not lying about it. So mm-hmm. believe who these people are when they say who they are, because I think a lot of people might hold their nose like they did in 2016 and vote for them saying, eh, they wouldn't really do that, would they? That's got to <laughs> just be political rhetoric, right? The one thing about them is I think that they will do it because I think that they truly believe it. Donald Trump, on the other hand, I don't think he believes anything ever at any time. He is a shell of a human being. But mm-hmm. with these people, these are dyed in the wool, true America first Trump Republicans. I absolutely agree with you, Ben. It everything they're all their rhetoric, all the right. way they support. Um it would be Because Alex what, Jones knows he's lying. Yeah, he's but then the he people goes who on court and says right. you know, but no, continue. But the people who follow him believe it. Right. Right. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, for example. Yes. She was discussing Alex Jones and how he shouldn't be brought to justice because or pay a fine or or have his entire career ruined because, you know, he doxed the, the parents of Sandy Hook victims. She says he's mostly right. He's oh, not. He's, oh. he's absolutely not. <laughs> right. But that is just telling you where these people are. It's not the leaders that believe their rhetoric until, of course, they do. And it's too late. Mm. And that's usually the downfall. But it's the people that listen. You're absolutely right, and that's that's what's scary is it's a it's a the it's not just listening to the people around them. They're they're going on Twitter, they're right. going on national news, absolutely. They're right. going on international news, and then also you have to wonder, is it they're winning? Right. So it's it, is it the rational point, right. for them? You know, is it if you look at someone like a like a Carrie Lake, if you yeah. look at someone uh, like uh, like Crockett, they're winning, so they're getting this validation, right? And so everything that they say that's crazy. We talked about this. Uh, there's a documentary called The Swamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic documentary that tries to make Matt Gates look cool. Okay. <laughs> right. It was pre-insurrection, <laughs> pre-FBI investigation into sex trafficking. Beyond that, they do talk a lot about financing. What it is. To be a political yes. office, what do you what it is to be in political office, and what it is to actually be part of the establishment, and these people, they have a desire to get there, and when they're there, they have the ability to make money, and as we know, if you make the money, you got some staying power, and that's what's scary to me. Yeah, well, it's also scary again, like you said, based on the successes of so many of these candidates. New candidates are going to continue to show up, get on the ballot, and continue to win. 
definitely their primaries, mm. whether or not they win in the general, I guess it just depends on how much money the Democrats give them. But it's so fascinating. You've got these two different tiers of Trump candidates this yes. year. You've got your Carrie Lakes and your Mark Finchams um, and your Secretary of State governor candidates in all these swing states who, again, they could win because they don't have the notoriety of the other wing of these Trump candidates right. like your Herschel Walkers, who are incredibly flawed. Your Dr. Oz is uh, incredibly flawed. J.D. Vance mm. was at the Ohio State Fair this month running for Ohio Senate or excuse me US Senate seat in Ohio for some reason and he just displaying that he knows nothing about farming and agriculture right. and all the people he's talking to I mean these are candidates in in terms of what Randy Macho Man Savage was saying they ain't soaring with the eagles they're, no, they're slithering not. with the snakes they really mm. are and of course support Tim Ryan out there in Ohio in my personal opinion he's the only option if, if J.D. Vance is the other option also in uh, Wisconsin uh, Mandela Barnes uh, was able to win the primary oh, so he will be going against Ron John Another crucial out of race. Wisconsin again, a yeah. man who spent July Fourth a few years back in Mother Russia because he loves Russia more than America. <laughs> Speaking of the Democratic Party sort of eating itself, now we get to the Republican Party eating itself. Yum! When it comes to this, ad, <laughs> you can almost taste the mold. <laughs> when it comes to Dick Cheney, this ad that he put out supporting his daughter Liz. God, <sighs> looking at him. Sends chills down my spine. <laughs> I know he's such a super villain. He's on his fifteenth heart. But the and again, <laughs> why him? He yeah. doesn't deserve uh, it, does he? No. Somebody no. with a good heart in the first place should have gotten that transplant. But naturally, he's a powerful man, so he was able to receive. The youthful heart of an innocent youth. Hmm. Well, he's definitely going to bring in the youth vote here for Liz Cheney with this ad. It's real <laughs> compelling. It's a minute long. It's a minute, and we're going to play it. I want people to listen to it because it's important in context of the Republican Party, Republican politics, the Trump divide that seems to be only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's gaping larger than it's ever been before. <laughs> You're going to want to take a supplement for that. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's interesting. And again, this man's a war criminal. But I and to your point, Travis, I think this just cancels out any Democrat that was thinking about supporting her mm, solely yes. because she's doing the bare minimum to protect our Constitution. But uh, let's play the big guns coming out in favor of Liz. And of course, that's her uh, father, Dick. In our nation's 246 year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from the fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will, too. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. All right, wow. there you go. Liz Cheney <sighs> approving the message coming from her father, which is more than Giuliani can say about his kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more than a lot of Republicans can say about their Truly. kids. Yes. But again, will she be able to stop Donald Trump? 
from seeking the Oval Office once again. I don't know. Wyoming primary coming up here next week. So August 16th. We will we will know very soon whether or not the Cheneys and their big dick energy. Yes, I'm throw that in there. Well, we've got uh, Dick win. on the mind today. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee. Uh-huh. I also appreciate <laughs> that Dick Cheney tried to give us advice about being a real man after Macho Man, I think, already nailed it. Well, that's why we played Macho up front. Of course, Dick Cheney, let's not forget, shot his friend in the face with a shotgun and forced his friend to apologize to him. <laughs> right. Uh, because that's the kind of man that Dick Cheney is. He's the kind of guy that takes a limousine to a pickup truck to then drive to an event and pretend like he's a dude. Uh, in reality, of course, he's just a spoiled bitch. And he has been a part of Washington for way too long to relate to anybody. To anybody since the 70s. And you can see it on his face in his soulless <sighs> eyes. He's just looking right at the <sighs> camera. I wish they had had him look off camera so I didn't right. feel like my, my soul just got <laughs> eaten by that video. Absolutely. Also, just last one on election updates, uh, Leora Levy. Uh, she was a uh, President Trump-endorsed candidate. She ended up winning uh, the the primary in Connecticut. Now, she will be going against Senator Richard Blumenthal, who will most likely win. However, I just think it's interesting that even in Connecticut, a place you don't think of as Trumpy. Arkansas or Alabama or Trumpy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's the home of WWE, where former <laughs> uh, where, where Vince McMahon oh, was uh, right. formerly in charge. Of course, uh, Linda McMahon was on the board for Donald Trump and mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump and Vince were quite close friends. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump is so stupid that after Vince McMahon, uh, he <laughs> he was doing a character where Vince McMahon got into a limo and the limo exploded, yes. right? Um, Donald Trump called him to make sure he was okay. It wasn't wow. real. He wasn't dead because okay. it's uh, professional wrestling. Right. I saw it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, hi, Vince. It's me, Donald. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Just want to make sure you're okay after you were in that limo that blew up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Donald, you fucking moron. <laughs> Vince here. Uh, yeah, it's fucking acting, you dumb shit. Yeah. Okay, I'll appoint your wife to lead the Small God. Business Association real quick. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm going to go grope this other wrestler. Oh. Leora Levy, again, uh, a victor in her primary within the Republican Party uh, out of Connecticut. So what does that tell you guys? Does that mean that is that an anomaly or is this Trump? Is Trump just the Republican Party at this point? Is this Liz Cheney divide as soon as she's gone? Mm. That's she's like the yeah. most outspoken Republican against him. Well, I do think races like that where the Trumpers win their primary, uh, it matters more in places like Wyoming, Arizona, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, et cetera, et cetera, and less so than in a place like Connecticut that is but, just so safe blue. But to your point, it is right. interesting that they won. Now, I would even venture to say, and this is you know just off the cuff, but- I would venture to say that- You don't want to put that back on the cuff. All right, I'm putting it back on the cuff, and I'm going to just say the same thing anyway. And that is that uh, the Republicans are so not powerful in Connecticut that someone like this can probably get through without any DCCC or DSCC, in this case, funding anyway. Okay. And sneak through, and everyone will know, like, well, okay, she's got that. You know, nomination, right. and that's all. It doesn't matter. I mean, I Blumen, Blumenthal and, uh, of course, their other uh, senator, Christopher Murphy, who's in our documentary, How America Killed My Mother. Yes, indeed. He was very sweet to talk to us for nice. 15 minutes. Um, and, you know, again, Connecticut's safe blue, so I don't think this is a big threat. I don't I think, think it's just a, more interesting. It's more interesting. Because that means... That at, 
30% of people in Connecticut would identify with Trump supporters, maybe? I, mm. Yeah, or they just, again, the Republicans there are probably going to vote Republican no matter what. But again, they're the, the opposite of Wyoming, where they're the 30% of the electorate as opposed to the Democrats being 30% of Wyoming. And if Donnie does end up making it to 2024 as the candidate for the Republican Party, you know, in a general, obviously he might not win that state. I don't, I mean, he won't, but he could get his numbers up. Right. There's a bunch of you know hidden Trumpers that we didn't really know about in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That's right. my question. So say say let's say Liz Cheney did win. What what would come of it if she literally has soiled? She shit all over the ground on her way there. <laughs> you know, with the Republicans. Right. Well, what would? I mean, in theory, she would. I mean, if she wins this primary, then she's good because again, you're going to have this. No, there's no Democrat winning in Wyoming, just like there's no Republican winning in Connecticut. Connecticut. Exactly. It's 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 pretty much the same situation in each place, but uh, the political party in the minority they only have about 30 to 35 percent of the electorate so liz cheney will be fine if she gets through this primary because she will have republicans who do support her in the state you'll have independents and you'll have democrats even i think who will cross over just because again she's doing the bare minimum and yeah. supporting the constitution and the rule of law so there you go bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, speaking of um, Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG. She wants to defund the FBI. Mm. She is currently, quote, interested in running for president or VP. Uh-oh. Those things are being mm. talked about within her camp. Uh, my question is, uh, obviously, Mike Pence will not be on a ticket with mm. Donald Trump anytime soon. <laughs> right. Uh, every Pence candidate or every candidate that Pence has backed has lost because, mm. let's be honest, not the most charismatic man. <laughs> I still recall when he was debating Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. When the fly landed on his head. <laughs> That's right. That and was you're funny. like, wow, this is like powerful exorcist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's really something. It's like he looks like uh, old cottage cheese at that point. Get he, that fly off that cottage cheese. Get that fly out of there. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, she's 48 years old. This is what she gave to Fox News Digital. This is an interview she gave. Uh, she says, when it comes to running for office, higher office, those are things I'm definitely interested in as long as I think they're achievable and I can be effective in these roles. So, yeah, when it comes to running for VP or president, yes, those are all things we've talked about, but we'll see what happens down the road. Hmm. Trump green? Wow. Trump Ugh. green. That would be... Uh, oh, God. That would be insane. Um, that would be absolutely insane. My brain is uh, dealing with uh, that image right now. But this, she's throwing it out there. She's well sniffing around the idea. Well, she's also throwing around a lot of pronouns that I don't think she really means. <laughs> she's had a whole list of pronouns. And my pronouns are defund the FBI. That's an right. adjective, isn't it? Um, whatever. I don't recall. <laughs> my pronouns are I don't recall. My issue with that is I think it would be, it's like a ticket for Twitter. 
seeing Trump mm. and MTG together. I always think when we say MTG, Magic the Gathering, by the way. Oh, nice. So, oh, fun. So if we have Trump and Magic the Gathering on a, on a ticket together, I think it's I think it's like a, a Twitter thing. I think people will, people, especially right. the, the ones that want to see America burn at this point, right. they'll do it just for the lulls. Yeah. Seriously, this, uh, this uh, what's the name? Pepe the Frog. Pepe the Frog, oh, right, yes. right. Do it for the lulls. Yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she took to Twitter, and of course, she's only talking about the most important government business she said, quote, my preferred pronouns are impeach Biden. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Purge DOJ, defund FBI, fire Fauci. Those are, that's almost getting to full sentences. Abolish right. ATF, close the known. border, only two genders. That's a great pronoun. <laughs> Love that one. Yeah. Put prayer back in school. That's a long pronoun. That is a long pronoun. No men and women's anything. Uh-huh. Well, but I guess Might be why lot. she's so angry. Yes, I, I don't like getting late at all. Okay. Uh, ban drag queen story time. Oh God That's forbid! A long one. Oh my God! Can you imagine a, my a other child? Pronoun. Stop wow. gender affirming care on kids. That's a long pronoun. And bring back energy, America. Mer- Hold on. What the hell is this one? <laughs> Bring back American energy, America first, and also, finally, I don't recall. I don't recall. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a pronoun. Well, you know, the most pressing thing facing our nation is these drag queens keep on reading books uh, to don't get kids. Me started. Shut oh. up. Anyway, that's where she is at. That's how confident she is. Mm, sure. She feels like, hey, maybe presidents next. Maybe vice presidents after wow. that. Or maybe even... vice presidents first and then presidents after that. And again, all she is doing when it comes to licking the um, the devil's butt and okay. just going on our Salem witch trial, she's kissing the devil's book when it comes to Donald Trump. All she does is kiss his ass. Mm-hmm. That's number one prerequisite to get on the ticket yep. with him. Right. I mean, she's a gal. I wonder if that would be something. I was going to say, that's I a mean, big thing. It's a woman. Right, you know? right. Historic. The first dumb bitch to be vice president in <laughs> American <laughs> history. Okay, no. maybe not. Maybe that's too far. That's right. I am surprised she didn't go for something like Georgia Senate first. I mean, you you throw in Herschel Walker uh, as opposed to someone like MTG, um, maybe she will who go knows? for that. Maybe she'll run against Ossoff in the next two years, two to who, four years. Who knows? All right, let's move on a little bit to the raid of Mar-a-Lago. Now, there's a lot of speculation. Again, this has been a fuel to the fire for fundraising for both parties. Yep. And again, it has led to Megyn Kelly becoming dumber and dumber and dumber. <laughs> I don't possible? know what happened with Megyn Kelly. Uh, of course, let's not forget, she was the one who almost ended Trump's campaign, or at the very least, that's what people thought. When Megyn Kelly was hosting the debates, the very Donald, Trump was debate. very rude to her, Donald Trump was very rude to her right. as she was asking questions. And then Donald Trump also said... Uh, that she was bleeding from her wherever right. while after, on CNN. After, yes, this was the very first Republican debate uh, for president uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. I it the Reagan Library, was it? No, that was in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, it was good. August 2015. Megyn Kelly was the moderator. First question went to the leader of the polls at that time, which was Donald Trump. He was right in the middle of the stage, mm-hmm. and she asked him the question about, you've referred to women as pigs, as disgusting, and so on and so forth, and his response was, that was only Rosie O'Donnell. Donald. And the crowd exploded <laughs> and American politics laugh. was never the same. <laughs> really, <laughs> And it prompted him afterwards, after the debate, to later go on some radio show. No, it was CNN. It was CNN he was yes. talking to. He oh said Megyn Kelly was bleeding from her eyes, from her nose, from her 
wherever. I'm talking about her vagina. Of course, she was on her period. That's a fun joke. Uh, Absolutely good humor there. Uh, Unfortunately, he's running for president. (laughs) Right. And also, it's not good humor. Indeed, nothing sweet about it whatsoever. Megyn Kelly, however, has so she's off of Fox News, obviously, and then she was on NBC for a while. NBC that was a nightmare. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with her, but let's just play what she thinks about Donald Trump and when it comes to the lies. And I just want to discuss what she says because I hear this from conservatives a lot, and I think it is wrong. Did he cross every T? Did he dot every I when he left the the White House and make sure he put it in writing? I don't know. I'm going to guess he didn't because Merrick Garland seems to think he's really got him. But all of that is beside the point. All of this is subterfuge. He's trying to get him on the thing he can't get him on. He's been trying to suggest that Trump is guilty of conspiracy to defraud the government. You know what you have to prove to prove that, Eric? You've got to prove that Trump, not a, not a reasonable person would have known that the election claims were, were BS, but that Trump, that Donald Trump in his head subjectively did not believe the claims he was making. If you, like, who believes that? Trump of all people. Literally. You, you, do you have it? You know, is know. it hard for you to believe? We've known him a long time. He actually believes it? <laughs> yeah, right. we've known him a long so time. So he can't do it. Right, right, he right. He can't prove it. Okay, so wow. this it's is... because Donald Trump is a lying, grifting piece of shit. Literally, it's a con so, man thing. Of, yeah. <laughs> you think he believes any of that? Of course he knows the election wasn't stolen. That's why they had the conversation where they decided to say it was stolen. Right. That's what we're finding out through the January 6th committee, that there is a a team logical or something along those lines. Whatever. They're all Trumpies. I mean, who? some of them were advising him to just let go of the 2020 election in four years. Exactly. And so those people obviously were drowned out by the more serious wackos who said, just denied that you lost and never concede. And then it won't matter. Stop so the steal. So the argument that by Megyn Kelly standards and some other sycophant standards is, well, if you really believe the election is a stolen, then it's fine to overthrow the will of the people because he believed <sighs> because it. Because he believed it. I mean, this is... He doesn't is, believe anything this, other than his daughter is hot, and he's technically right on that. <laughs> well, there you go. A broken she clock. Is she is, is hot. She is. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, too. I mean, this is all in Newsmax. Eric Bowling has his show. It's a who's who of who's been fired from Fox News. <laughs> it's <laughs> Eric Bowling, and he's got <laughs> Megyn Kelly on, and then they saw in the corner, he was about to have Bill O'Reilly on after Megyn Kelly. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Good for Newsmax. You get in the B-Squad. Absolutely. So, what does it all mean? Attorney General Merrick Garland has come out. He gave a statement. And as we talked about on the last episode, they better have something. something. Yes. An explanation to the American people. What's in all the boxes? There's the photo of a box of, of what was it? 25 boxes? 27. 27 That's boxes. That's so many more boxes than we thought. This yeah. is a lot. Um, Is it all old McDowell's wrappers? Mm. (laughs) No. I I wrote down most of my trade secrets on those. I actually drew a picture of my naked wife uh, on a McDonald's (laughs) wrapper, and I sent it to the president. Oh. Uh, It's really nice. Um, I'll put it in my safe. Thanks, Alex. People's faith in these institutions has been so drained. Yes. Ever since Comey again reopened the investigation into Hillary, and then the, the right loved him. They loved the FBI then. And then everything that went on since then the writers hated him. Right, because they kept investigating Donald Trump. Exactly. <laughs> so it's political uh, ping pong in the worst possible way. But let's play Merrick Garland talking about the search in Mar-a-Lago 
And at the very least, it's something. He has said he wants to unseal the documents. He wants people to see the search warrant. And to be honest with you, I think that we deserve it. We need to see We it. need transparency in this all the way. Right. Well, and, you know, Merrick Garland, he is a process guy. So this is part of the process, and now we yep. need to see how the process plays out. And again, a man who could have been on the Supreme Court, but they refused to take a vote. All right. By they, I mean Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans. Let's play Merrick talking about what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Good afternoon. Since I became attorney general, I have made clear that the Department of Justice will speak through its court filings and its work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations. Federal law, longstanding department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. There are, however, certain mm. points I want you to know. First, I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant mm -hmm. in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. 
They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. All right, there we go. Merrick Garland uh, expressing why he believed the search of Mar-a-Lago was needed and relevant. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, though, because then he talks about how the FBI is there to talk about domestic terrorism, domestic threats, uh, foreign threats. Mm -hmm. Does this go to that level? I mean, we have the National Archives Mm -hmm. saying we want our stuff back. Does it go to the level of a threat to the American people. Well, that's what's important to me and why it, this really sticks out to me. Because if it was property the Department of Justice wanted back, they could have just subpoenaed. But they didn't they already do all of that? Because he did express thing. it again. I take this all with a grain of salt. I mean, this is just another, you know, civil servant who's been in Washington for a long time. But he did say that they have exhausted all other avenues. And given our history with Donald Trump right. and knowing... You know, what his he and his acolytes do, they don't show up or they don't comply when they don't want to. Right. And as recently so, as this week, Trump pled the fifth in the, mm. the New York case against him right now involving his businesses and his taxes. But you made a very interesting point before the show, Fernando, about, I mean, again, it's kind of like what Alan Dershowitz said on Newsmax the other day, that this is a last resort measure. Yes. And they they're usually... looking for something because, again, they could have subpoenaed him and he would have just gone to jail for that. And that would have been the end of it. But isn't but, that but the optimal? I'm sorry, but no. isn't the optimal word looking? Shouldn't they already have it? That's the and idea. we'll talk about who's the whistleblower next. Well, that's because the idea. We'll that's go on for exactly, now. exactly. So they, he must have done something with it. The whistleblower said something that it wasn't just let's get our stuff back. It's he did something with it that required them to go in there. Uh-huh. They exhausted all other means. Give us those boxes back. Mm-hmm. No, you some something is coming. Something is coming, and there's a reason mm-hmm. why Trump is pretending that he wants the the warrant released, but in in fact he is is a uh, lawyers are stopping it. I mean. He could release it himself. Exactly. Well, Merrick Garland is saying, hey, go ahead and release it. And of mm-hmm. course, that's what Merrick Garland wants to do uh, is unseal it. But you know, it's funny. You mentioned get your stuff back. And I mentioned O.J. Simpson earlier. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't convicted of double murder you know, that he committed. Uh, if you want to listen to some great comedy, listen to Norm McDonald. Norm <laughs> right. McDonald on Weekend Update. That was when SNL was absolutely unbelievable. They got him because he went to Las Vegas and stole his own stuff back. Yes. Right. That's what they arrested O.J. Simpson on. But at the end of the day, they're like, well, this is kind of for the double murder. Right, right. And so you do have some other people, like the aforementioned Megan Kelly, Bill O'Reilly, who are saying this isn't about the National Archive. This is about January 6th. So do you think that they're... I, what does that mean if, if, if that... Now, whether that be true or not, if that sentiment spreads... To become yeah. truth. What do you think that means when it comes to the FBI and this recent raid? Well, that's why I think the them releasing the warrant is so important. And that's yes. why that's because it, you have to be transparent. And that's what Merrick Garland was pointing out is he, I've been as transparent as possible. All my right. agents are here for America. They've been as transparent as possible. The only one not showing all his cards is Donald Trump. Right. And I think it's mm-hmm. almost poetic justice that this is happening with Merrick Garland. You stopped him from being a Supreme Court judge. Right. And now he may literally be the guy that sealed the the last nail in your coffin. Right. And Politico made an interesting mm-hmm. point, too, in terms of it was Donald Trump who actually signed a law. Yes. Because right. he was so upset about Hillary Clinton taking classified information and putting it the laptop. on private servers and right. things right. like that, that they actually increased the crime from one year of penalty to up to five years of a penalty of... 
felony. misplacing, yeah, Admitted felony, a felony yeah. Uh, misplacing uh, classified information or stealing it knowingly, which could potentially be the situation here. So that would be another touch of irony on the whole thing for Donald Trump to be uh, implicated in a crime that he signed the bill to increase the penalty for. <laughs> it's just more that is poetic crazy. justice. Um, it does remind yeah. me, Fernando, your point, and and Ben, I believe you also mentioned this as well. Uh, it does remind me of our interview last year with uh, CIA whistleblower John Kiriakou. Yes. A great episode. But he pointed out that when he was in prison, I mean, uh, obviously the deep state, quote unquote, the CIA came after him mm-hmm. on a completely different crime from mm-hmm. what he actually did. He's a but, great dude. He didn't commit a crime. He actively told them America that we are torturing people on Guant- in Guantanamo Bay and, of course, overseas. Mm-hmm. And again, the uh, previously listened to Dick Cheney had a lot to do with that. Right? Yes, and and so did uh, eventually uh, the CIA director John Brennan. Yes, because it was the Obama administration who came back after John Kiriakou, and they hit him with the Espionage Act. They didn't even get him right. on the technical leaking of information, so on and so forth. So. That is another right double-edged sword about this Department of Justice. Yes, they go by the processes. Yes, they go by the book. You've got good American men and women working there, doing their jobs diligently. But at the same time, like you're saying, mm-hmm. if they don't get you on the thing they want to get you on, they have another way of getting it, uh, get, getting you on something else. John Kiriakou, his example was he was in prison with a known mobster, right. but the only thing they could get him on was a murder that mm. they knew that he committed, and that's what landed him in jail, not all the mob antics that he had been involved with for years right. and years. You mentioned going by the book, but what if the book sucks? Well, there's a you lot know, what of if books you go by like mm, yeah. you go by like Mein Kampf, uh, well, or like a If book. I Did It, <laughs> right? <laughs> which was O.J. Simpson's book. <laughs> yeah, you know, so everyone's like, well, they're just following the rule of law; they're following oh. the book. But like, what if the book sucks? Well, maybe that's what they went to go get in those twenty-seven boxes. It was uh, Donald Trump's handwritten notes for his eventual book, "How I Started the Insurrection," <laughs> right. and if pretend, I did it, if I did it, exactly, if I did it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Who is the rat? Like all good crime stories, (laughs) we have a snitch. We have somebody potentially wearing a wire. It would have to be somebody within the Trump circle. I don't think that Donald's hanging out with many dumbocrats or libturds. 
Who do you guys think it is? Dun dun dun. I want to say that it's the ghost of Ivan Ivana that oh. he buried on the golf course. Okay, you gonna, think she's yeah. upset? Yeah, she's going to go upset. with spectral evidence yeah. like we've been covering Literally, in the Salem yeah. witch she, trial. Okay. Right. She was found at the bottom of the stairs, of course. They ruled it a not a homicide, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. It's a little so slip and fall. They said a little Classic slip wealthy and death. Absolutely. <laughs> Very conveniently timed, of course. Yeah. So the Trump family and the kids and Donald didn't have to I don't agree with the conspiracy. I think she's a drunk old I'm bag just, and she uh, fell down the stairs. Well, I'm just, I'm relating it to the fact that what Fernando just said is she's buried on the golf course (laughs) and is now haunting and is the whistleblower, the rat. It is fascinating. Again, like you said, Fernando, publicly Trump is going out there and and saying this is an atrocity, right? This is a weaponization Weaponization. of the the Department of Justice and the FBI, but now privately with Fed circling, as Rolling Stone has pointed out. Trump wants to know who's wearing a wire and who's the rat. Who's wearing a and wire? And if you're a rat, do you have any pizza? Because Ooh. I will eat that pizza with a fork and knife. Pizza rat, don't do that. Use your hands unless it's a deep dish. I'm eating over here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that something? It could be anybody, but it also, it clearly, I believe we have a, a clip also of Mick Mulvaney. Mick Mulvaney, exactly. This is why uh, we believe, or he believes there is a, a rat, and obviously there, I almost there must be right Right. because otherwise why would the fbi have enough evidence Mm -hmm. to go in and do the raid at mar-a-lago that's the only possible conclusion is that somebody told them all of these things that the documents were about to be destroyed um, where they were where they were in the safe faxing them you know evidently he also uh evidently they also knew about the safe that mick uh, mulvaney didn't know about let's play this clip this is from new day um even though it seems like uh it's the same day over and over and over again on cnn uh, it's ironic it's called new day because i think they're still talking about the malaysian plane where is it where is it where is it i don't know the aliens took it oh Let's play Mick Mulvaney talking about uh, there's got to be a leak somewhere, and it's not just in the diapy. <laughs> uh, really, cl- that's a good question. Really close. I didn't even know there was a safe at uh, Mar-a-Lago, and I was the chief of staff for 15 wow. months. So this would be someone who was handling uh, things on day-to-day, who knew where documents were. So it would be somebody very close inside the president. My guess is there's probably six or eight people oh, who had that kind of information. Right. I don't know the people on the inside circle these days, so I can't give any names of folks who come to mind. But your your instinct, I think, is a good one, is that if you know where the safe is and you know the documents are in 10 boxes in the basement, um, you are pretty close to the president. Wow. Wow. So could be yeah. Melania. She looks like such a spy. <laughs> she as we talked about on the last episode, it looks like she should be fighting Bullwinkle. She well, hates him. Well, she definitely hates him. I will destroy Moose and Squirrel and also 27 boxes and also do I still have to do this Christmas thing? <laughs> I don't that think so. This Christmas bullshit. <laughs> so the FBI. Not I don't want to just see the warrant. I I want to know what they know. And again, as we're learning with the January 6th committee, as these things go on, people just get tired of it. Mm. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think there's a fatigue that Absolutely. goes with all of it. With the January 6th stuff, we all know what happened. Right. I think they could probably close it down. Mm. Because what's the other, like, what else Like what else can we possibly learn? Well, well it would be nice to see the Secret Service's text and the that top generals at the Pentagon's text. All the texts true. that got deleted. Classified information. Hello, FBI. Are you listening? Russia, if you're listening, find the texts. Right. 
But this is I fascinating. just wonder if it could backfire if the American people don't feel it again. They feel like this is a storyline like a soap opera that just spins and spins and spins right. and spins and spins. And there's no definitive conclusion. It is. I mean, what is the poll number saying? You know, more and more people believe Trump is less and less, uh, you know, guilty. Why? The longer that it goes. Because if he had done something wrong, you would have already got him. But also the logic, right? I mean, perhaps at some point also it just becomes so normalized that you're like, yeah, he had a little coup. Right, right. Is is that a danger? Well, that's a big danger because he, you know, like we talked on the last show, he's the Teflon Don. He seems to keep getting away with everything. That's why I think. If there's a leaker, if there's a whistleblower, if there is a rat wearing a wire on the inside, I don't think they deserve the term rat whatsoever because this takes away all the ammunition that Jim Jordan and MTG, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all these people saying that, again, the Department of Justice has been compromised, this is a political witch hunt, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. If you have someone on the inside, on the inner circle, who's basically turned heel. Right. And is saying, you know what? Kind of like, you know, the Cassidy you, Hutchinson exactly, and a lot of these other exactly, folks. Right. They, if they go out and say, no, 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 he's bad and here's the evidence and I'm a part of this, right. that takes all this defund the FBI, all the politicization of the Department of Justice. It takes away that crux. Hypothetical, folks. What if it turns out as a member of the Secret Service and then no one's happy? Because there's still an institutional force, right? Yeah. So if it's a member of the Secret Service, we'll again let the FBI into Mar-a-Lago. There was a correspondence between the two entities. Because there had to be. Does that just validate the idea that it's all political? And again, just because it's political doesn't mean nothing happened. Right. Right. It just means it's just this disgusting distortion of the truth that can prevail. Because American politics are just that mucky. We have to be bipartisan about this. If he Absolutely. broke the law, he broke the law. It doesn't matter wh- He's why. broken so, so many, many laws. laws. <laughs> but, but this uh, this one is like FBI raid level. You know, like yeah. if the, exactly. it better be. It be exactly. It just it just needs to be, and that is that yeah. is it. Uh. Well, and again, like O.J. Simpson, if they didn't get him on all the other things, insurrection, coup, etc. Maybe they'll get him on stealing a library book for too long. I stole my own stuff, man. <laughs> right. Hey, dude, he I just stole my stuff own... back. I, they're my documents. I wrote them. Yes, I wrote over and over how much I love Vladimir Putin. Yeah, and I want to overthrow the government. Going back to Megyn Kelly's clip, she's like, did he dot his eyes? Did he cr- cross not, his teeth? No, well, not. you know he didn't. But that's like when your like, wife asks you to do the dishes and you do them all wrong so she doesn't ask you again. <laughs> right, yes. It's like, well, I wouldn't expect him to do that. Like the meme Fernando referenced last time. If you if you do it wrong, then they won't ask you to do it again. Exactly. All right. Well, just lastly and importantly, speaking of snitching on a horrible level, Facebook turned over chats of a mother and her daughter to Nebraska police after they were served with a warrant as part of an investigation into abortion. Yikes. Uh, the investigation was launched in April. Um, apparently Madison County prosecutors say Jessica Burgess, 41, acquired and gave abortion pills to her daughter, Celeste, who was 17 at the time, and then helped her bury and then rebury the fetus. Ugh, good the Lord. Norfolk Daily News first reported the case. Uh, the two were charged last month and have pleaded not guilty. A lawyer for the two women did not respond. This is such a violation of our Fourth Amendment, the right to mm-hmm. privacy. Mm-hmm. 
yes, is this like a fun story? No. No. Am I thrilled with the way that Jessica and Celeste handled this situation? I, again, I'm not in their shoes. I'm not them. And I'm know. not them. And um, the main thing here is mm-hmm. not about what they did. It's about what Facebook did. Right. Giving their information to officers and per, I never read the goddamn contract you get with Facebook. I'm sure it says that they can do whatever they, they want. They literally can. Yeah. But nobody reads it. And this is just a reminder that the people in big tech, specifically meta, they do not have your best interest in mind. They are actively harming people and they know it. According to a sworn affidavit from Detective Ben McBride, uh, he says uh, police started with a tip from a woman who described herself as a friend of Celeste, who then said uh, she saw her take the first pill in April. Under a Nebraska law enacted before Roe v. Wade was overturned, abortion is illegal 20 weeks after an egg is fertilized. So this happened. The miscarriage happened 23 weeks uh, along the pregnancy. Mm. So why did they bury the child? Because... Uh, they were worried that Celeste was going to go to prison forever for murder. Wow. Because it was three weeks later. Wow. Three weeks. So this is what happens with draconian laws. Yes. And now all of a sudden you have Jessica Burgess and her daughter Celeste having to make a fucking horrible primitive world decision. Truly. Right? Bearing a- because there were three weeks later. Right. And this is a 17-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Jesus. And then... To make it all worse, they're having a conversation on Facebook, and then boom, Facebook just gives over all of this data to the police. This is what we're going to be seeing more of. Mm -hmm. It's horrible, and this is why the original um, case Mm -hmm. for abortion was because of privacy. Right. Let this, and we just don't have it at all anymore. Let this decision be made between doctors and their patients. That's it. Period. That, mm. and, and never forget, I mean, we covered it on this show. When Roe v. Wade passed, it was seven to two. Seven to two. It, I mean, the justice- when it passed. Well, yeah, exactly. Before in it was favor, overturned. In yes. favor. That's what I'm saying. In, in 73, when Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. was first uh, enacted- uh, in terms of a legal precedent, it was seven to two, and this is why because there were so many horror stories like this at that time, and now we're just going to mm-hmm. have to do it all again. Where things get so bad, I mean, we had the ten-year-old rape victim Ugh. in Ohio, of course, that we covered uh, last month, who where she was three days past the six-week ban right. on the procedure. I mean, and again, this is it. It's it's just supposed to be medical procedures. That's why, again, to your point. I think the original Roe v. Wade decision was correct. It should just be about privacy, doctors, patient. That's it. And now we have a situation where because they're concerned about, you know, the fact that they may have committed a felony under this horrible law, they have to bury the fetus in the backyard. Prosecutors charged Jessica Burgess with three felonies and two misdemeanors. Celeste Burgess with a felony and two misdemeanors. All charges related to the related to performing an abortion. Again, this was a pill uh, concealing a body and providing false information. This is the underground secret society that everyone warned that would happen. Right. You know, and of course, this is a law that was in place here. Um, and even without the reversal of Roe v. Wade, right. this would have been an the issue. Week, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's just unbelievable to me, and it's horrible. And Nebraska, 
the the prosecutor should absolutely be ashamed. I'm sure that there are bigger issues going on in the state of Nebraska than this family, yeah. than there's this family's uh, drama. I want to point out that in this story, Facebook defends itself by or Meta defends itself by saying that the the subpoena never mentioned abortion, that the subpoena was for the burial and burning of a body. Again, that's the whole point. But isn't that disgusting that that's how the prosecutor exactly. is going to see this? Exactly. So, yeah. Because so, the prosecutor mean, probably knew ex- going to something like Meta. They were like, well, don't mention abortion because it's a criminal investigation and Facebook's going to release all your information because that's in the terms of service of their agreement. Ugh, absolutely devastating. Maybe that's who was actually spying on Trump. Meta? Zuckerberg and Meta. Could be. Oh, I shouldn't have talked about the insurrection in all my Facebook messages. (laughs) Like you said, he got zucked. He got (laughs) zucked, man. He got zucked bad. Also, when it comes to Meta, um, they are, again, even the chat bot. It, uh, so Meta says the chatbot uses artificial intelligence and can chat on nearly any topic. Um, this is what the chatbot had to say when it comes to the company. They say, it replied, our country is divided and he didn't help that at all. That's what the chatbot said regarding Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Ask what the chatbot thought of the company's CEO and founder. Again, it said, our country is divided and he didn't help that at all. So... <laughs> Out of, out of the mouths of babes, <laughs> right? the innocence of AI, how adorable. <laughs> it knows for a fact its creator god, right. which is Mark Zuckerberg and his cronies, uh, suck. <laughs> it does. This is like the son turning 13 and saying, Dad, I don't like you anymore. Oh. And I never liked going to watch Fleetwood Mac concerts, oh. which you should. Oh. should like so chatbot has a better moral compass than liz cheney because yeah. it, it's able to go my dad is bad <laughs> the chatbot right. called Blenderbot three i don't know why it's called Blenderbot, but That's nonetheless weird. it's a 3d design thing oh, oh i okay. see uh yeah it has learned it's been around for a long time and uh it is accurately describing its father mark zuckerberg as a complete and utter schmuck <laughs> So just be careful, as we know, with speaking of whistleblowers, with some of the whistleblowers that were working at Facebook, mm-hmm. um, talking about how the company knows that it hurts men and women. But there was a specific study on young girls mm-hmm. and the company knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly the emotional trauma that they were uh, instilling in these young girls. And let's not be surprised by that, because, again, Facebook's entire origination, the reason it was originated was just to rate if chicks were hot or not. <laughs> So right. I that's that's the egg. Right. That's what spawned all of this. So yeah. I would believe that maybe in some of the uh, programming, they're encouraging girls to uh, have any body type that isn't the one they have. <laughs> so if you're a little thick and you want to be thin, then oh. boom, and then vice versa. And then everyone's upset. And we just need to listen to Christina Aguilera sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Just the way you are, Ben. Just the way you are. And and Macho Man. If you're a man man. there and you don't feel very good about yourself, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. He's a macho man. Mm -hmm. So don't DM anybody anything that matters. And just try to get off of it in general. If you can, I know that it's always that hook where it's like, but my uncle's on it. You know, I mean, because everyone likes to talk to their uncle. Sure. You know, there's always some reason, right? To send memes. Yes. Only memes. Mm. Non-political memes. Yes. Oh. Oh. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. We'll keep you up to date on all the news as we see it. Um, It's just been a crazy, whiplashy week. Yes. Between the elections and the raid and... Oh, my goodness gracious. And we're still, like we just covered in that last story, we're still in the wake of this... Big tech corruption. And Roe v. Wade being overturned. Roe v. Wade. 
I mean, it's it's a heck of a time right now. Difficult, but we're going to get through it together as always. Um, we'll see you all in Philadelphia this weekend. Ooh. I can't wait to see you in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, everyone, well, thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.